0: Good morning and welcome to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. Um am not sure if you can hear me. The red light isn't on for some reason. All right, I don't know what's going on here in the studio, but things don't seem to be working. So I'll do the best I can. I've only got one CD player, but I do have an album, so we might have a little extra pause between music. Um, uh, This is your host, Cindy McGurl, and this is Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet, the music of jazz drummer Paul Modian. And I would like to thank my sponsor, The Leather Bench in Camden on Main Street. Um, You can go on the Facebook page if you have comments or questions, and you can also call the studio at uh, 207-593-0013, and um, only when music is playing, please. And um, I was looking in the Free Press the uh, last week and or a couple weeks ago, I guess. And I saw an ad for free records of experimental music. And it included the name of Edgard Varèse And um, Edgard Varèse was an inspiration to Paul. He um, played uh, rehearsal with him once and he wrote about it in his book. So I got kind of excited because he's a little bit of an outlier. Um, you don't hear his music even on the internet, it's not that easy to come by. So I've got this great um, album called Music of Edgar Varèse, and I'm gonna start with that. This is a song called Ionization and it is a Robert Kraft conducts woodwinds, brass and percussion put out in 1960 on Columbia Records. <laughs> So you just heard Chi Energy, a composition by Paul Modian from the 1972 ECM album Conception Vessel, with Paul Modian on drums, Keith Jarrett on piano, and Leroy Jenkins on violin, although I don't think there was a violin on that, Uh, Charlie Hayden on bass, Sam Brown on guitar. Um, And before that, we heard Ionization, a composition by the experimental classical composer Edgard Varèse, from The Music of Edgard Varèse, a 1960 Columbia release with uh, Robert Kraft conducting woodwinds, brass, and percussion. So I'm going to read a little bit from um, Paul's autobiography. And um, I guess I'll just remind you that in September of 1954, Paul was discharged from the Navy. Um, he was in the Navy band, and he ended up in Brooklyn, and um, so he stayed in New York. And this chapter is uh, titled, "Edgard Varese. Sometime in 1955, I got a call to play with a composer, Edgar Varese. He was born in Paris in 1893 and lived in the United States from 1915 until his death in 1965. He was rehearsing in the basement studio of his home in Greenwich Village. Mr. Varese was known as the father of electronic music. To me, he looked like Santa Claus. He had a big clunk of white hair on his head, was very jovial, and smiling most of the time. There were seven or eight of us. I remember Art Farmer, Don Butterfield, Tio Massiro, and Sonny Russo. Some of the best musicians in New York at that time. I felt good about being included in such elite company. The music parts had V marks instead of notes in different places on the stave. Some of the Vs were upside down, some sideways. You were to interpret it in your own way. Follow the V and play, as if the V marks were a line of musical notes. I had never seen anything like it that before. Mr. Veres did some explaining of his system of notation, and that seemed to help. I played a small drum set. Snare drum, bass drum, hi-hat, and one cymbal, with a drumstick in one hand and a small iron pipe in my other hand. The iron pipe was to be used on the three different different-sized pipes on a stand to my right. Interesting music, very different from anything I had ever heard before. I was a little nervous. I wanted to do my best and not mess up. It was the first time I had to play in this manner, an iron pipe in one hand instead of a drumstick. Um, and I'm going to play another tune from the music of Edgard Varese. This is called Poem Electronique. to remind you that you are listening to WRFR Community Radio Rockland, Maine 93.3 FM and streaming online at wrfr.org I'm going to read a little bit more about Edgar Verice from Paul's autobiography Edgar Verice recorded the rehearsal the tapes from the session still exist and are in the possession of Tio Macero who played tenor saxophone that day T.O. became a record producer for Columbia Records some years later. The tapes were never released. Not so long ago, I met a percussionist in a midtown Manhattan drum shop. He told me he played with a small concert orchestra, and they were rehearsing the same Verice piece for a performance. It surprised me that the piece would be performed. Even today, Verice's music is not played very often on the radio or in concert halls. It's probably considered too modern. It's absolute music not program descriptive or picturesque music I love it and enjoy listening to it the experience of playing edgard varèse's music left a lasting impression on me um and i'm sure it did to many others i uh, think of makes me think a little bit of yoko ono's quote experimental music in the early 70s um and lots of different people um, I didn't really realize that that kind of music, mm-hmm. you know, was you know, begun playing by somebody who was born in the 1800s. So um, really ahead of his time and a real innovator, Edgard Varese. And what we heard there um, last was Georgian Bay, a uh, Palmodian composition from Conception Vessel. And then before that, we heard Poem Electronique um, by Edgard Varese from the music of Edgard Varese. And that was uh, recorded on magnetic tape by Edgard Varese for the Brussels World Fair in 1958. And next up, I'm going to play another tune from the Edgard Varese album, um, Integralis. American Indian, the song of Sitting Bull, a Palmodian composition from Conception Vessel, Palmodian on drums, Keith Jarrett on piano and flute, Leroy Jenkins violin, Charlie Hayden bass, Sam Brown on guitar, and Becky Friend on flute. Uh, not sure which one of them is playing the flute on that. That's a 1972 ECM uh, release, Paul's first album as a leader. And before that we heard Integralis, an Edgar Varese composition from the music of Edgar Varese and 1960 Columbia Records. Uh, Robert Kraft conducts woodwinds, brass, and percussion. Um, Unfortunately, they don't um, specify any of the musicians on that album. Um, It's kind of sad, isn't it? Um, So I'm going to read. Paul did an interview in 2008 with uh, Ted Pankin and i'm going to read a little bit of that he does mention the um edgar barice uh, rehearsal heat that, that paul did and um uh, ted in the late 1950s you were one of the busiest drummers on the scene i've seen your gig book you were working 330 to 340 days a year sometimes twice in a day paul yeah i was i missed that photo shoot of great day in harlem I had three gigs that day, man. I was told about the photo shoot, that I should go, but I couldn't make it. I think I played a wedding, a parade, and a gig. One time I was at the musician's union, and I was going up the stairs, and somebody was coming down. He said, Hey, Paul, you're the house drummer at Birdland. I wasn't, man, but he had just seen me there a lot. Ted, a lot of the gigs you were doing demanded you swing and keep really good time, but not a whole lot else. Paul, sometimes. I did a rehearsal with Edgar Varese that was recorded. That had to be 1955 to 1956. That was a tape. There was a tape, and Tio Macero told me that he had it. I don't know what happened to it. I had a drumstick in one hand and an iron pipe in the other, and I had music in front of me. There were staffs, but not notes. There were open-ended triangles placed in different parts of the staff, and you were supposed to play according to what you, Art Farmer, was on it, Hal McCusick, Bill Butterfield, the tuba player, and eight or nine-piece band. I don't know how come I got the call to do that, but I did. Ted, well, you got a lot of calls. Paul, yeah, somehow. I don't get it. So that's uh, interesting that um, Paul didn't get it. He did get called a lot, and... um, I was talking to the gentleman who has the Jazz Wax um, blog and we were saying, we were theorizing that the tape that Paul recorded with Edgar Varese probably is in Teo Macero's archive which um, I guess has been donated to a university. It would be fun to track that down at some point. Um, I'm going to continue on with the um, album Untold Story. It's uh, Enrico Piranunze on piano, Paul Modian on drums, and Mark Johnson on bass, um, just because I, I think uh, you know en- Enrico has a little bit of a classical sound, um, and they play some of Paul's tunes. And we're going to um, start here with Mode 6, a uh, Paul Modian composition. Mm-hmm.
1: the more of home. And then? Well, I go roaming again.
0: With my wealth,
1: I wish I had lived when great genius lived.
0: What I would not have done.
1: Oh, the writings of yon dying beggar reveal that he is by far the greatest one. try to live the life of riley riley said said to me i dare you to try to live mine riley said said to me try to live your own life i must never follow you that is true and it must follow you must never follow me age cried All is vanity, but would not hear the sage rebuttal as youth replied, vanity is all.
0: You remind me of someone that I know.
1: How could you? Just look a little closer and you will see that I am the one I remind you of.
0: From the top of the hour, you heard Improlude from Untold Story, a 1993 Ida Records release uh, that was released in Paris, France, Paul Modian on drums, Enrico Paranunzi on piano, and Mark Johnson on bass. And then after that, we heard another tune from the Edgar Varice LP, Density 21.5, and you just heard Moondog. Um, and that was called Street Scene. It was recorded in 1956 and released in 1990 on Prestige Records. Um, and it's drum solos and dialogues against the sound of Manhattan traffic. And I've got a little, um, another blurb to read from the Paul's autobiography where he talks about Moondog. Moondog. During that same period, mid-1950s, I played on a recording with Moondog. The recording was made at Nola's studio in Midtown. Louis Hardin was a famous street musician who was blind since the age of 16 from a dynamite cap that exploded in his hands. He always dressed as a Viking and held a long spear in his hand as he stood on the corner of 6th Avenue and 54th Street. He made money selling his sheet music and poetry. He was a Midtown landmark from the late 40s up to the early 1970s. Al Cotton had called me for the recording date. Moondog was always friendly and willing to talk to anyone, whether it was curiosity or for some conversation or whatever else that was interesting. Al met him one day in Midtown and talked to him about music. Moondog had recorded The Street Sounds of Harlem and wanted Al and I to play with the pre-recorded tape while he played percussion instruments along with us. He was very tall and dressed the way he was, presented an imposing figure, but not intimidating or threatening in any way. I liked him. As far as I know, the recording was never released. I don't have any information as to whether the recorded tape still exists or if it was for his private use. We weren't paid any money, and I didn't care. We enjoy, I enjoyed the music." Moondog disappeared from New York in 1974 and was thought to have died, but he had been invited to Germany to perform his music and decided to stay. He performed his compositions in Europe, produced some albums, and continued to earn a living as a street musician. I was reminded about the time in the studio with Alan and Moondog when I heard that he had died in a hospital in Münster, Germany, in 1999. He was 83. And here's another tune from Moondog, and this is called Caribia. Listening to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet on Community Radio, WRFR 93.3 FM in Rockland, Maine, and streaming online at WRFR.org. You just heard dance, uh, well, from the LP Dance, Calypso, a Palmodian composition. And that is Paul Modian on drums, Charles Brackeen on saxophone, and David Isenson on bass. And that is a 1977 ECM release. And before that, we heard Edgar Varese's composition Octandra, performed by Robert Kraft, uh, Kraft leading um, a orchestra that is not specified. And then before that, we heard moondog carabia and that is a sextet with moondog on piano and also doesn't specify who the other players are um, so in paul's autobiography he has this the little piece about edgar Varèse and one about moondog and he has one more and it's titled pia tagorski and um, it's a quote that he found inspirational Gregor Piotokorski, 1903-1976, to 1976, was a cellist born in Russia who moved to America in 1929 and gained a reputation as perhaps the finest player of the cello after Pablo Casals. He was interviewed by Bernard and Dina Rosenberg in April of 1975. Uh, this is a quote. I have only wished to be a good servant of music. Every musician has a heavy responsibility. To be true to art, they must really forget themselves and devote their lives to something larger in which they believe. Just look who stands out in the history of humanity. It's hard to discover who was the richest man in the Middle Ages, and you cannot easily remember the names of all the kings and princes of the Renaissance. But who will ever forget Michelangelo, Mozart, Beethoven, etc.? You know, I think I'm simply a musician. Not a chamber musician, not soloist. Musician is a real category. Titles are so superficial, so meaningless. The most frustrating part of being a musician is that someone is always selling you. I don't want a manager now. In my youth there was time. We didn't produce instant concerts. There were no airplanes. You arrived a few days before the concert. You went to look at the hall spoke to interesting people, walked around. As speed and communication increased, it became airport, hotel, concert hall, and that's that." Um, so that last paragraph was Paul speaking. And I'm going to play Next Surf Session by Moondog, and I'm going to dedicate this to Bill Frizel, who's been uh, playing around with surf music and his new stuff lately. And that was Moondog. And it was called The Drum Suite, um, recorded in 1956 and put out in 1990 on Prestige uh, Records. It's a CD. And that has Sam Ulano on Japanese drums, Moondog on trimbas and polyrhythms. And at the top of the set, we heard Surf Session by Moondog which is a quartet featuring the Weiner-Sabinski duo in a performance of Euphony Number no. 11. Um, so Moondog was doing some pretty innovative stuff back there in the 50s. And um, I just got a phone call from a local person who uh, met Moondog or saw him on the street when they were a child and um, didn't really realize that he was a musician. And I was saying that I looked online and um, someone is making a documentary about his life that's going to be out next year, so we should you should check that out. It looks pretty interesting. Um, and in between the moon Dog songs, um, we heard uh, one more Edgar Varese composition, Hyper Prism, um, with Robert Kraft uh, leading an orchestra. And if you have um, questions, comments, or suggestions, you can check out jazzcloset.blogspot.com. And um, I'm going on vacation for a couple of weeks, so the next live show will not be until October 3rd. um, But RFR will be re-airing some of my earlier shows on September 12th. Um, You will hear the influence of Lenny Tristano, and on September 19th, uh, Funk Dumpling, Perry Robinson and Henry Grimes. And remember that you can also listen Thursday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight. And I'm going to go out with a song from Paul's album, Tribute, and this is Sod House. ¶¶